Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. Hope you all had a great Christmas and a great New Year. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and I'm this week joined by our two regulars. First of all, back with us today, as per usual, is Ryan Masanji. Ryan, how are you? How are things? I'm wonderful, thank you, Andrew. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. Um, it's my birthday, actually, in three days' time. So looking forward to... Well, I say, I'm not really looking forward to turning 29, but I will be. Um, so <laughs> to both my sports team playing on the same day. Uh, well, technically 1am on the next day, but obviously got Liverpool and the Dolphins playing within a space of six hours. So it should be either quite a good birthday or quite a stressful birthday. Um, shout out to... Lewis Hamilton, Eden Hazard, and Lamar Jackson, who all share the same birthday as me, and Nicholas Cage. Um, and I'm sure Eden Hazard will be watching football somewhere. Um, and yeah, other guest is Naim, if you haven't guessed already. Naim, how are you? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Uh, it's starting a new year. Back to work. So yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be picking up again. But like I, like I was saying off air, once January's done, then it's, the year slowly starts to get better as the weather gets better. So... Yeah, January is always the worst month for most people, but with me and you having birthdays in that month, it's kind of what made the most of it, you know? Yeah, of course, your birthday was yesterday. Um, good birthday? Yeah, it was good. I didn't do too much. What I'm going to do is going to celebrate it throughout the year, so it's going to probably lie and say my birthday is a third of each month there on after. So, yeah, unless someone looks on my passport or my driving licence, they won't know the difference. That's the world's longest birthday celebration I've ever heard. <laughs> a year-long a year long yeah. birthday party. Well, it's got to be done, man, because January birthdays, especially with the beginning, yeah, it's, it's, they're hard to have, man. Well, it's got to make do, I guess. That's the question, actually. What is the worst month of the year? I mean, I, I like January, personally. I'm, I always say I prefer the cold. But when it's cold, I always hate it, but I always hate it when it's warm. So <laughs> what do you reckon is the worst month? I, I probably hear something like, Maybe February. No, February's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, the Champions League comes back then. I'm yeah, going to balls in February as well. Then you got the Six Nations starts. Ah, oh, worst month of the year. I I can't think of a bad month. Um, maybe even December. Maybe. Oh, no, I, I like I, I like that time of year. Um, I'm gonna go for. Oh, I can't think. It might be it might be January, you know. No, it can't be because it's good sport. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't even think. <laughs> what about you boys? It's definitely January. Yeah, one hundred percent is. You got you got the sporting wise is great. You got if you exclude the weather, you got the darts is, is on the moment or just finished. You got the the Premier League gets back, but you got the box obviously boxing football December, but you got football there. You got NFL playoffs. You've got. So many things sporting wise are great, and I um, but then I guess with Premier League, there's not really actually any games in January, really. Is there? There's more FA Cup now and again, but I'm I... gonna say, I just dis- I, I disagree there because there's very little boxing on, there's no formula, yeah. on. there's now no darts on either. Yep. Football wise, Arsenal will only play, play three times this month, which is quite pathetic. Uh, <laughs> all the other leagues as well kind of stop for a, a week or so as well, so. Maybe yeah. then. Maybe it is. I'm Maybe. going. Yeah, I'm going January. Even if, even they've got my birthday. Yeah, I, I just hate January, man. Get the start off with February, then it'll be all right. But as as we get to our age, anyway, birthdays start yeah. less and less and get worse and worse. So, <laughs> it's like downhill from here. <laughs> Did you? I, I was in bed by half eleven New Year's Eve. I, I don't even celebrate that anymore. So my birthday is going to be actually a good birthday because yeah, I've as mentioned before, uh, both my teams are playing, but. 
other than that, you know, it's um, yeah, it's um, it's all all the time to have a birthday because no one's got any money. Everyone's skin. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so today's episode is um an award special. Um, so we've planned this for a week or so now, where we're going to give awards for 2023. So the categories are as follows: Manager of 2023, Player of 2003, Moment of 2003, Goal of 2003. Best game of 2003 and worst game of 2003. And if you get time at the end, we also preview Liverpool Arsenal FA Cup game on Sunday, uh, as it involves all of our teams. Um, so we'll all start off as manager of 2023. Um, I'm going to let Ryan go first for your manager of the year. I wanted to be a little bit different on this one because I don't know if either of you have gone with the obvious pick, which most people would probably choose because he won pretty much everything there is to win. But I went with uh, Luciano Spalletti, uh, obviously won Serie A with Napoli in unbelievable style. They absolutely cruised through that throughout the entire season. He got quite far in the Champions League as well, was quite unlucky um, to go out in the manner that they did. And he's also now the manager of Italy and he's got them to Euro 2024, which certain other very good managers weren't able to do. So, I just feel like he'd done an excellent job all rounds and considering the resources that Napoli had and the poor squad that Italy have right now, I think he's done a fantastic job. Yeah, That's a good I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, look at the death season he had. I mean, they really should have made a Champions League final if you look at how mm. that side of the draw went as well with a missed penalty from Caveira de Schilia in, in the previous round and you know, you look at um, how they've really been performing since he's left. Um, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? But um, yeah, what a season he had, and um, and yeah, that was a um, special season. Um, Naim, for your manager of the season, my one's a bit of well, it's not what Ryan said. It's the obvious pick. I've gone for Pep Guardiola. If or if they didn't win the treble, and if we won the Premier League, then I probably would have done Arteta. Um, but yeah, to obviously win the treble, obviously the first in Man City's Man City's history. Uh, it's a good feat for them. Obviously, they didn't. They could have won a quadruple, but they won a Carlin Cup. I mean, it's already League Cup, what it's called now. Plenty of times now, so I guess they weren't really too fussed about that. But yeah, to win five trophies in 2023, obviously they won the Super Cup, and then they recently obviously won the Club World Cup. Yeah, um, his achievements to do that uh, with Man City is why I've done him for the manager of 2023 but yeah if we if Arsenal won that Premier League then I would have done him because you know as an office manager going up against Pep and Klopp you've obviously been there and done that it would have had to be him but yeah we all know what happened there so yeah I've got to go for Pep Guardiola yeah that is a fair shout and I've gone for him as well I mean you look at the fact that he's more crazy the fact that only basically they were they were stopped with a not only a quadruple but now a sextuple by Nathan Jones, uh, which makes it sound all crazy. Uh, they, if they won that league cup, they would have generally they won every trophy possible to man. So um, so yeah, no, you gotta you gotta give um, you gotta give them a lot of credit. Now, someone I actually want to mention that um, again, if it wasn't for the treble, I think this one would be easy for me. And he's an honourable mention for me. Unai Emery, after the job he's done the last year to take basically a team that was struggling massively under under um, the, the legend that is Steven Gerrard, in my eyes, um, to come in and 
basically do is then take them into what top four to basically right now a title race. Um, incredible job, and they could still win the Conference League this year. Or it is this year now, this season, and yeah, it's it's a what he's done to take that team from the bottom of the bottom in, in their eyes to, to to almost the top. It's it's a crazy achievement, and um, I know you guys probably look on with envy the fact that he's done a great job considering what he did with you guys. But I suppose it's all different when you're go to a team that expects to win trophies compared to a team where basically a third place finish is like an incredible achievement, like. For example, Villa finishing fifth would be like an amazing season, but Arsenal finishing fifth would be mediocre to average. So I think definitely different expectations, but at the same time, what a job he's done throughout his career. Um, now, player of the season, I'll go first on this one. I thought it's actually no, it's Naim going first on this one. Naim, your player of the year. Um, it's going to be another Man City player, but it's not going to be the one that everyone's uh, going to be thinking of. I've gone for. The player that scored the Champions League final winning goal, which is Rodri. So, wow. yes, I've gone for him. Obviously, he's all the trophies he won, obviously, last year. And I could have done Haaland, but he is obviously, he's important to the team. But you see the drop-off in City's um, quality midfield when when he's not playing there. So, I've gone for him. He's the only one I could really think of, to be fair. You know, he's a terrible part of their team. And yeah, he scored the Champions League final winning goal to get in the first title. So I've gone for Rodri as my player of 2023. That's a great shot. I mean, I think Rodri is, I I love these kind of players and I think Rodri is by far the best in, in the world. I think right now in this position, I think he's phenomenal. As you say, doesn't play and City don't look anywhere near as good. So, you know, Haaland's been missing at times this season. They've still won games. De Bruyne as well, been out for all year and they still won games. But Rodri, without him, they, they are nothing. But uh, I have gone for Haaland. Um, now, I don't believe we've had an episode since Ballon d'Or got announced. Maybe we have. But I think, personally, the fact he didn't win it is personally a disgrace. Because I've been thinking about this with today or yesterday. Literally, Messi won a Ballon d'Or for something happened in 2022. Not even 2023. Um, so, for me... That, you know, for me, it should have been Haaland to win three trophies and score the amount of goals he had, break a record in the Premier League and still top scorer this year, even though he hasn't, I think, from actual footballing point of view, hasn't been the best player. Uh, but certainly the goals he scored, you can't have passed him personally uh, for play. There's actually one guy I want to mention, but I've got a feeling Ryan's going to mention him. So I'm going to wait for my honourable mention until Ryan's given his answer. But um, I've got a feeling I know where he's going with this one. So Ryan, take it away. I've actually chopped and changed my answer for this the last half an hour because I think of one name and then I'd look and I think, oh, maybe this should be this plan. I don't like picking strikers necessarily because, yeah, they score goals and that is the most important thing. But I also like looking at players that have more of an all-round game to them. Originally, I did pick Haaland. Then I looked at Harry Kane because he's been brilliant this season as well. Um, I also thought about Kavara Tashkilia, who's been fantastic, Osimhen as well. But I've gone for Mbappe just because of the sheer amount of goals that he scored. You can say arguably yes in a in, in a lesser league, but what he did with France, especially at the World Cup, I know that wasn't technically twenty twenty three, but um, I just think that he he dragged them there so close, and he's just been 
on another level this year, but it's it's really, really, really tight, to be honest. Interesting, interesting. And I think Kane's a great chat. I mean, to do what he's doing at Spurs the first half of the year and second half of last season, and then do what he's doing now at Bayern, um, deserves a lot of credit. Um, this is what my honourable mention links into my moment of the year. Again, um, Drew Bellingham, I think, deserves a huge shout. Um, I think that what he's done to the last six months of Dortmund and then his first six months in Madrid has just been incredible. And I think that's, for me, an honourable mention is his, his start at Madrid. I think for an Englishman to come in, uh, to, to, do, to do what he's done at Madrid, to score this many goals of being a midfielder, um, I think it's phenomenal. I think that it's um, we're seeing the rise of, of a real talent, a real star. And I think England fans should be excited about the Euros coming up. I think if you've got him, Deck and Rice and Trent in your midfield, that's exciting stuff. And I think also, honourable mention, I think moment of the year, I got a look at the, the Messi mania in Miami. Um, that summer he had where he took the league by storm and literally I've never seen that much attention on the league, on the MLS than this. Um, and I wanted to also mention Liverpool Man U, but it's a bit biased because it was 7-0 and I think it's, um, you know, it's it's not a moment necessarily, it's a game. Um, but for me, um, I've gone for City winning the trebles, my, my moment of the year. I think that only you know, one team's done it in England before, and that was all the way back in 1999. Even though I'm sure all of us were not really enjoying seeing them win the Champions League, I think you've got to give them huge credit and to do what they've done and to create a history and you know, gone on to win Super Cups and Club World Cups as well. I think that that sort of moment where they lift the Champions League, culmination of what else have been since 2008, 13, 14 years of, of this, of this um, Sheikh Mansour ownership, is what they're all leaning towards. Once that Premier League was won, in 2012, it was a case where, right, our next round is Champions League. And you know, they got over that hub for a few years where they kept being drawn in bad draws because of their seeding. Once they started getting that, and then from goes to go from that to then win the Champions League. Albeit, I, I know people listening will be thinking, you know, um, people will be thinking, oh, yeah, but it might not be legitimate. They may get taken off them or they may be charged and stuff like that. But for now, the moment, that moment itself of them winning the Champions League, for the first time in the club's history, um, I think is a moment that I think certainly City fans will look at forever. And I think certainly it should be a moment of moment of the year for me. So next up, we're going to go to Ryan for his moment of 2023. So not gone with a particular moment. I've gone for more what he's done and the impact that he's made. You mentioned it a little bit there in terms of uh, Messi going to the States and just the the sheer excitement that we saw over there with him joining into Miami and, you know, just him scoring those early free kicks. I think he got one in his first game, didn't he, when he, as soon as he walked off. You know, it was mental, obviously. It went viral and everyone was, you know, going mad. And we know the quality that the MLS is. But ultimately, I think that would probably be the moment of the year. Some might say Ronaldo being the first one to go to Saudi Arabia and what he's done over there since. But again, the quality of the league is really, really poor. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggled to pick a few, to be honest. You know, if we were looking at 2022, then we would have said the World Cup with Messi. But yeah, I uh, I struggled with that category. I found that fairly fairly simple. I found I found the worst game of the year my hard. I found the best and worst games quite a hard one to do. 
But if I had no problem, I think there'd been a lot of good moments I can think of uh, for 2023. Uh, but for you, um, for you know, what's your moment of 2023? Yeah, so I could have gone for the obvious one of Man City being in trouble, but I didn't actually watch that game. So, and yeah, Man City featured too much in my list anyway, so I wanted to go for something different. But yeah, I've gone for... Luton getting promoted back to the Premier League after nearly 30-year absence and particularly one player, was it Pelly Ruddle and Panzu? So obviously he's the first player in obviously history of the, the English Football League to go from obviously the National League with the same team all the way up to the Premier League. Like I've, You probably won't see that happening for a good long while, or maybe, maybe not in our lifetime. So I've gone for them. And the game again went all the way down to penalties. I actually, did watch this game. It was it was a decent um, playoff final. But yeah, that was my moment of twenty twenty three because it's good to see a player sticking with one club and yeah, working his way all the way up to the Premier League. Obviously, in the bottom three at the moment, but I think they should have enough to to get out of the bottom three um, with the other two teams that are in there. I think Burnley, yeah, their squad's just not good enough. They don't score enough goals, and Sheffield United. They got Chris Wilder back. I don't know. If, I don't know what they're expecting with him there. You know, he got sacked, sacked from there. So, but, so yeah, I've gone for that as my moment of twenty twenty three. There's quite quite a lot of good moments that happen, but yeah, that that's that that's my moment of twenty twenty three. Seeing that happen for their club and that player in particular. Yeah, I mean that for me that was a great year for playoff because I ends up for, for the reason I'm going to say in a minute for all those three games I think two of them went to penalties and one of them went to extra time and mm. I know best to the two, 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 two shootouts they were all like amazing pens and they all went to I think both went past the five pens um, you know it, it was some great pens and I remember that I remember watching that Luton Coventry game and every penalty was just amazing and it was either top right corner top left corner right right in the postage stamp or right at the bottom left the bottom right it was there were some good pens in that shootout, and I think that it was a weird final because no one would have had either of these teams making the playoffs. So to have them both in the final, um, yeah, sensational. Um, now, heading on to goal of the year. Now, we did a little bit of goals, best goals in Premier League history, so you'll probably guess where mine's going. Uh, but Ryan, for your goal of the year. Yeah, I'm not going that way because I don't like the player and I don't like the team and I don't... <laughs> That shouldn't be a reason. It shouldn't be a reason. It's it's, it's, a, it's a reason to it's a reason to me. It's a it's a it's a great goal, but it's I think yeah. I just feel that there were slightly better ones out there, and one that probably not a lot of people actually listening might have seen is one from the Portuguese league. Um, Nuno Santos of Sporting against Boa Vista. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. It is sheer quality. Rabona into the top corner, just absolutely pure skill. And I, I, I appreciate those goals a lot more than uh, than, than ones such as Garnacho's. You know, much and much still, yeah, there's a bit of skill there because of the overhead kick and whatnot. But no, I, I, I like Santos's one much more. So for me, that's the goal of the year for me. I mean, I've just looked it out on TikTok. That is, that is quite something. I must admit. Seen a goal, mm, what a goal! But I mean, you mentioned there Garnacho. I've gone for Garnacho. Um, I think that it's the best goal I've seen since of watching games, probably in a, in a long time. In a long time, and 
it's um to do what I think Dash technique was great as well. Uh, I think you could look at Rooney's and say he shinned it, but the technique he had there to back back against a goal, it's, it's it's just for me. I think it is the best goal I've seen in in years, and I've got to put this as my goal of the year. But Naeem, what have you gone for? Yep, I've gone for exactly the same one. Uh, funny enough, I didn't actually see the goal live when the game was on. I was in the kitchen at the time and then come back in and then I see the ball in the net, so I thought it was just a normal goal. But then, yeah, obviously when you see it in the replay, you know, obviously people some, sometimes people say overhead kicks are lucky and whatnot. But yeah, I think well, to me it's probably the best goal I've seen this so far this well from last year, to be fair. There's some great goals scored, but yeah, that one that sticks in my mind. So I'm going to have to go for that one. Yeah, I mean, I think one that another one, I'm sticking with Premier League, I think you look at that incisive goal for Brighton against City. I think that was a hell of a goal. But for me, yeah, I can't put it past um, past this. Um, now, to best game of 2023. Um, we'll head to you back to you now. Your game of the year. Yeah, so I've gone for a game, I think about two months ago it happened. Usually when there's a game on a Monday night in the Premier League, you know, sometimes sometimes it's not even worth watching because they're so boring. You know, most of the good games happen on the weekend. But you know, for this one, it was yeah, it was full of goals, full of full of everything really. So the one I've gone for is Chelsea four, Man City four. You could you can kind of say some of the defending in the game was terrible, but you know, that game for me is one of the best games I've watched in twenty twenty three. You know, it was just. You know, Haaland got a brace. There was a penalty right at the end. You know, it's just just full of everything, really. Um, it, and it wasn't it wasn't a boring game to watch. Sometimes when you watch these the games nowadays, they're just they're so boring to watch. You just kind of you kind of just um, switch off. But yeah, for me, that's that's my game of twenty twenty three. The Chelsea four, Man City four game. Okay, yeah, I, I was a good game. That was um. I mean, watching that in a Airbnb in America on a VPN, watching on Sky Go, that was um, yeah, one hell of a game. Uh, Ryan, for your game of the year, well, I've picked my game of the year from a biased point of view because I was going to do it for the worst game of the year as well. I've actually gone through something different for the worst game, but best game of the year, one that sticks in my mind the most was. A good time. Now it's probably a bad time because, unfortunately, we didn't win the title. But it was Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. And the sheer joy I remember experiencing when Reese Nelson smashed that in right at the death and uh, kept our title challenge alive at the time was uh, was incredible, to be honest with you. So that's my personal game of the year. Okay, that's um, yeah. I thought you can go a different a different way then, but um, I mean, honourable mention for me, I've gone for an asking but Southampton the three three. I think that was certainly Premier League wise the game of the year. I think that was for everything it had had implications of the obviously the Theo Walcott goal against a former team, the going two 0 down within was it nine ten minutes, um, and then to come back and be you know to come back and be. 2-2 and then to be 3-2 down and score and all that. It was, I mean, I know you boys probably look back at that game with a lot of um, pain, but I think in terms of from a neutral point of view, that was an amazing game to watch. And um, yeah, it certainly was pivotal in the end. 
in a way towards title race. Now, I mentioned off air to you boys that I've gone for all Premier League apart from one category. Now, this is where my best game of the year is uh, comes into fruition. So I've gone for the game, the last day of the Bundesliga season, I've gone for Bayern 2, Cologne 1. Now, for those that don't know the story, they were battling with Dortmund for the league and Dortmund had to, had to win the game and they would, win, would be champions. Simple as that. They were at home, favourites. What turned out in the end was they were... I'm just going to get the, sc- the score back actually of their... Um... Actually, sorry, sorry about this, boys. Um we want to write down the score on that game. Um... They lost two one, didn't they? Yeah, I'm just trying to get the the, the context of what the sort of minutes of each goals. Um, where is it gone? Here we are. So for those of you that don't know the story, uh, Dortmund and Bayern are battling for the league title. Uh, Dortmund had to just win, and that was it. They were favourites. They were home against Mainz. It was simple as that: win and you're champions. And it would, it would have stopped there. What their last title was 2013 or 2012, so a long time. Um, they go 1-0 down in the 15th minute to um, Mainz, but then four minutes, later, four minutes later, they get a penalty. Sebastian Haller, he misses a penalty, and then they go 2-0 down. Um, all, obviously, while it's still happening as well, Bayern will 1-0 up through Kingsley Coman, um, and then Dortmund get back. They make, it two, two, they make it 2-1 with Guerrero scoring, and then, lo and behold, what happens then? 81st minute in Cologne, Cologne equalised through a penalty. So that stands dormant with champions despite losing the game. But then in this game, 89th minute, Jamal Musayesa scores a winner. 89th minute, Dortmund do get an equaliser but don't win the game and buy the champion. I think that game for me, I don't watch many Bundesliga games, but I tuned into this one and what a game it was. Last minute drama, last minute goal to win the league. Um, yeah, what a game. What a game. Um, now, my worst game of the year... I, I found this really hard. I can't think of any thinkers. Now, I don't like games where it's one-sided. I think they're worse than a nil-nil sometimes because at least the nil-nils are tight and one goal could win a game. Um, so my honourable mention is City against Madrid second leg. You know, 1-1 one, one first leg. You go into that second leg thinking, oh, two blockbuster teams. Everyone think about the year before where Madrid came back. Everyone, we were in Thailand at the time. We were expecting a thriller. It was complete one-sided dominance, 4-0 City, uh, and that was really underwhelming. But the quality of football was there to see. So you can't put that maybe as the worst game of the year. So I've gone for Palace nil, Liverpool nil. Um, probably the worst Liverpool game I've watched in years um, since the quality of game. Uh, Palace had, I believe, no shots on target the whole game. Um, I did think, did think about Newcastle Milan nil nil as well, the one we watched in LA or San Fran. But for me, that one stands out as a game that I really just wanted to end really, really quickly. Um, so, yeah, that's my choice. Uh, Ryan, for your worst game of the year. <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting one, actually, because I did think about putting Arsenal down. There's, there was a few really bad performances throughout the year. But I've actually gone for Manchester City 1 into Milan nil in the Champions Ooh. League because I didn't want it to happen. I wanted, wanted Inter to win it, and they could have won it had Romero Lukaku decided to turn up and actually uh, put away chances. But unfortunately for the rest of English football, we had to suffer Manchester City uh, buying their way to a Champions League, which is incredibly frustrating. So, yeah, that's the, the worst 
uh, game of the year for me. Yeah, Lukaku, if you're listening, what the F are you doing, right? So I have time to sit here and watch you banging goal after goal for Roma when you can't step in the big game again and again and again. It happened when Everton played Man U in 2016, FA Cup semi-final. It's happened loads of times before and after that and it happened in this final. And It wasn't as if he missed a chance. He just got in the way of a shot, I, I, if I remember rightly. You should be ashamed of yourself and you just, you've basically caused every fan base that is in Man City to be extremely, <laughs> extremely pissed off with you. So from 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 the whole of your trips, if we're, if we're doing a category called Biggest Mug of 2023, you are a <laughs> winner. Um, <laughs> Naeem. Yes, so my worst game, yes. Like I, like I was saying before, with, with the worst games, you try and forget about them, you know. You can think, well, I remember back when um, football came back from COVID, some of the terrible matches that happened then. You, forget, you just forget about them. But the one I can think of, it was um, it was a nil-nil game, but it was quite one-sided. Uh, the other team, I think they just tried to come out. Well, they got what they wanted to come out there um, without losing. But yeah, you did mention it before. Uh, Newcastle and AC Milan. I don't know how AC Milan didn't... It should have been about 2-3-0 up in that game. Newcastle had a few half chances, but... Yeah, obviously, ultimately, obviously, <laughs> Newcastle finished bottom in the end. Um, yeah, that group was a bit crazy in the end. But, yeah, maybe if they went for it, they could have maybe sneaked a win. And then, yeah, they might still be in Europe. But, yeah, since, I think, yeah, since, yeah they've been in poor form themselves, Newcastle. Um, I know they have a lot of injuries, but, yeah, maybe if they, um, they've gone for it in that game, they could have still been in the Champions League or maybe Europa League. But, yeah, served them right, really. Um Yes, it's good to see them losing all these games now. So yeah, that's my worst game of 2023. Yeah, I mean that. I'm I'm not really against that happening to you guys. I mean the fans. I mean I went to Liverpool, Newcastle a couple of years ago, and fans were really horrible when I was walking out of the stadium. They were like really threatening, intimidating. So yeah, and obviously they think they're the best team since sliced bread since they got the men. <laughs> um, but I think within two weeks they went out of the League Cup. Yep, Champions, Champions League. League. And they lost, they went out probably of any sort of outside hope of winning a title in the league. So, yeah, and it's been a crazy, crazy bad few weeks for them. Um, and they really should have lost by a lot more on what day was it, Tuesday night, Monday night, wherever it was. Um, oh, but yeah, it is, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, this, that. That, that should have been, should have been really 7 4, if I'm honest, that game. Um, the Bravka team uh, I, I love to know the FPL points were that day. I bet you got a lot, <laughs> a lot of save points. Um, before we go, quick recap. So, manager of the year, I both me and I went for Pep. Ryan went for Luciano Spalletti. Uh, player of the year, I went for Haaland. Nine went for Rodri. Ryan went for Mbappe. Moment of the year, I went for City's treble win. Nine went for Luton going back to the Premier League, and Ryan went for Messi mania. Goal of the year, both myself and Naeem chose Garnacho's goal for Man U against Everton, whereas Ryan chose his Nino Santos' goal for Sporting. Best game of 2023, I went for Bayern 2, Cologne 1. Naeem went for City 4, Chelsea 4. And Ryan went for Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. Worst game of the year, I went for Palace 0, Liverpool 0. Naeem went for Newcastle 0, Milan 0. And Ryan went for 1-0, City against Inter Milan, the Champions League final. We've got about two minutes left to the recording. Um, of course, Arsenal Liverpool is this weekend. It's on my birthday itself. Um, predictions for the game? Uh, uh, I don't know because we're wearing, we're wearing our, um, our yes, the all white. Yeah, well, we know what happened last time we wore that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's for a it's for a, you know really good cause, obviously, and just. Really nice to see Arsenal doing it, but 
yeah, the two times that we've worn it so far, it's not gone well at all. Uh, <laughs> and considering our last two performances, which made me incredibly angry, I have no idea what to expect from that game, to be honest. We are at home, which gives me a little bit of hope, but I don't know. I think it would be a horrible, scummy kind of game where one of them is going to nick a 1-0 win, like right at the end or something. So, yeah, I don't know which way it will go. How about you, Naeem? Yeah, obviously, we've only won one in our last six in all comps. So, yeah, the only positive is obviously Yang and Salah. You know, we know how much he lost the score against us. And if you're playing Nunes up front, then yeah, that'll be even better because he's got no chance if he plays up front. But um, I think yeah, if we beat you, man, I think it's a competition we should go for. Um, you know, there's no guarantee that we can we'll win the Premier League or see how well we're doing the Champions League. So yeah, if we can knock out one of the, the strongest, the favourites in the competition, then yeah. So I think it'll be a I don't know. I'll go two one Arsenal. Um, yeah, we need to get back to winning ways. So yeah, I'm going two one Arsenal. Yeah, I think you win as well. Um, I think that we cut. We need to, we need to prioritise between League Cup and FA Cup. We got League Cup literally four, three or four days later. And I think being a semi final when you're playing Fulham, I think that's a good chance of Wembley. And I think Klopp may may rest players for this game. I think he, he's done it before, and I think he'll do it again. Be weird seeing you wearing white at home and not wearing you. So we actually wear might actually wear red at the Emirates, which never happens. We did it at Old Trafford once in the FA Cup semi wearing red, but it ne- never seen it happen with Arsenal. So. That should be interesting. But yeah, I do think ultimately it will be an Arsenal win. But that is the end of the podcast for today. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time.